This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program, television program, social media Wherever you're watching or listening throughout the United States or around the world, welcome. I'm continuing. I had with me Sydney Hemingmore. She has been a guest over the years as God's done tremendous things in her life from healings, uh, cancer and heart and and other things to uh, being a partner with me in prayer and, and finances as far as going and helping me to prophesy to nations, including uh, North Korea. We talked yesterday about America and what God was saying to America as far as uh, 9-11 when I went on New York television and prophesied that for five straight days. And then New Orleans, Katrina, she remembered again what I said about Europe and Sweden. And, and we talked about Sweden yesterday. In fact, I'm going to read just a little bit of an article I wrote December 10, 1999, Sydney, The Decline of Sweden. I just want to read a couple paragraphs. It said, Most churches and Christians in Sweden have stood by feebly and watched their nation become de-Christianized. This has occurred for the most part with the cooperation of churches because Christians have remained silent. The state government has bought them off by providing the churches with governmental support and contributions. There are few churches in Sweden who refuse to receive their governmental benefits, just like there are few churches in America that refuse to take advantage of their 501c3 non-profit benefits. Thus, the prophetic voice is compromised. The decline of the Christian church in Sweden has come as a result of compromise. For the sake of peace, unity, tolerance, and fear, the church has watched and some have even assisted as legislation has made divorce easier, allowing unmarried couples to live together. These laws have opened the way for pornography, the depiction of violence, blasphemy, and the acceptance of homosexuality, abortion, etc. God has demanded a pure and holy people, a nation separate from Antichrist. I go on to say Jesus expects his church in Sweden today to be a torrent of political establishment which establishes anti-Christian laws. In other words, a torrent. We're supposed to be a righteousness coming against evil like a torrent from God. He expects us to rebuke sin and warn of judgment and be neutral no more. 
you know, Isaiah 47, 8 through 15, as well as 62, 6 through 7. You know, I went on in this pastoral article, Sweden has launched a policy of neutrality, which has destroyed the morality of the nation and has allowed the prostitute, which is a combination of false religions and occults, to seduce her, her leaders, and the people. The church in Sweden must stop allowing itself to assist in the kingdom of Antichrist to continue to de-Christianize the Swedish nation and usher in this new world order. Now that was written December 16, 1999, Sydney, and you know where it's at today. Well, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So we see that in 1999, Jesus, how do you tell where this was going? Now, there were two things that I experienced that stood out from what you just read. One was the marriage thing. My daughter told me that they don't even bother getting married. You know, when you have the husband and wife, they do not get married. It's the norm in Sweden. So marriage as an institution has been destroyed. And I think you mentioned that specifically. And then the other thing was when I walked into a church, a Lutheran church in Vastress, it's like it was kind of uh, cold and dead. And it was almost like, well, this is a tourist thing. You know, here's the pretty windows. Here's this. Here's our music or something like that. In other words, no Jesus. No, we're going into a historical relic. Well, wait a minute. Jesus cannot be put down as a historical relic. And it proves it by the warning that he gave you. Amen. I know I prophesied in March 21, 1999, openly, Sweden, Sweden, the word for Sweden is now. Now is the time to give the word, the warning of urgency before persecution comes on the remnant in Sweden. Because after America first economically crashes and throughout the land, the cities burn. Then London burns. Then intense persecution on the born-again church in Sweden. Warning to the backslidden church in Sweden. Urgency, urgency. Sometimes we pray that we don't get ahead of God, but in Sweden's case, it's that we don't procrastinate and miss being faithful to what God wants to do and say. The time for Sweden is now. Now, this was, again, clear back in March 21, 1999. The time for Sweden is now. It's now. It's now to give the warning as a church throughout Sweden is backslidden. And they serve the government and they serve man in the name of God. And God wants to bring the message of repentance to the church in Sweden. Absolutely. So what has happened since then is there's been like a rolling wave. The persecutors have come in. The Islamists, up to one third of the population that I saw with my own eyes were Islamists. So they're there. And then Sweden just went NATO. So here's, again, the spirit of Antichrist coming in. So what you told them, then we see it. It's been like a giant wave. And it's kind of like right at the door, Jonathan. Now, I do have something very ugly that I did learn about Sweden. Okay. You know, you talked about uh, the spirit of compromise in the church. Yes, yes. Well, this is what I learned, okay? You know, they were supposedly neutral in World War II. Yes. 
Well, my son-in-law explained to me that that was not really accurate. Wow. Yeah, there's a verse in the Old Testament, and what it says, if, if the violence or the war or the enemy or the thieves come to your neighbor, that you have to fight for your neighbor. You just can't let them be mass murdered. Well, guess who let the Nazis drive through or march through, go on trains through to get to Norway. Guess who allowed him? You talked about the spirit of compromise. Yes, yes. They were doing it back then. They compromised with the Nazis. Wow. And it's kind of a, yeah, a hidden secret. So that bad spirit was then. And obviously it's now. They took NATO. They finally took NATO. Wow, wow. Yeah, I know. I I was ministering in Sweden, as I shared with you. I've been there maybe 16 times. I I spoke all through Sweden. I spoke in the state church, you know, the state church in Sweden, the big one, with a priest, Uh warning them of of these prophecies, warning them against homosexuality. And at that time, Uh the state church was pushing homosexuality to ordain them as priest. Now they've gone even so much more. You say now it's a relic. Mm -hmm. They just ignore it. They say this is the past, that God is dead, basically. Um, That's what uh, they say. Well, yeah, it's such an abomination. I I remember going to another church in Sweden. And uh, actually, I was invited there uh, to to witness a graduation. And uh, I turned it down many times because I had been... Our team had been moving about 24 hours straight. They needed sleep. And uh, yet my uh, driver, who was a Swede, kept saying, are you going to go there? Are you going to go there? Are you going to go there? Uh And so um, he stopped right in front of uh, the the building and... uh, Said, are you gonna? Are you are you gonna go? And I kept telling him no. But I finally, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, was arguing with me, and I uh, I was only doing it because of my team. I knew they were tired, and so I knew I had a word. And so okay. I said, well, let me just get out of the car. A priest came out of the church, and yes. uh, I wasn't I wasn't dressed in um, uh, any type of official attire. I wasn't even in a nice car. And he walks right up to me and says, do you have a word from God for this church? Yes. Well, I, you know, I, I was shocked. And uh, I, I looked at him and I hemmed and hawed and, and talked a little bit. And then uh, I, I left. I go and sit in the car and, and I'm, I'm fighting with God because I have a word for that church. And my people, Uh-oh. though, are, are really tired, and it's a confirmation service where nobody really speaks. And uh-huh. so I, I get out of the car again. I tell Dr. Buckhard to, why don't you just wait? And he, he comes with me, and I tell the team to wait in the car. And uh, I stick my head into this confirmation service. There's about 11 priests. And the one that invited me comes again to me uh-huh. and says, do you have a word for this church? Now, listen to this, Sydney. I mean, I didn't, you know, he doesn't know who I am. And you don't, it's like going to a major university and graduation ceremony. You're not as a, you're not on the docket to speak and they ask you to speak. And so that's how amazing it was. And uh, I said, let me ask you a question. Is homosexuality a sin? He said, yes. I said, I'll speak. And and he was so happy. Then I went Uh in the car, told my people, they came in. I walked in, 
And now the uh, uh, the senior priest in, in, in different color robes came up to me, and he's he's mad. He's upset. You can tell. Oh, because uh, I was invited to speak. They don't even know who I am. And yet, oh. uh, this is a confirmation yeah. service. They don't want speakers. Oh. And so they he, he drills me. Who are you? And I tell him the president of World Ministries International, da, 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 da. He doesn't know how to oh. get out of this invitation. So he looks at me and oh, says, you have, says, you have three minutes. so anyway they invite me there's three priests in the front row including the one that invited me i go up i pick up the bible i says this is the word of god no bishop no church no pastor has the authority to contradict the word of god abortion is a sin yes homosexuality is a sin and now two priests in the is fighting the third priest on the front row they want to pull me off the pulpit because literally they're fighting in the church and uh, there's cat calls going from uh, 200 people that are going to be confirmed you know all these young people and uh, I, and I and I drill it that homosexuality is a curse it's a sin and yes. uh, you know I get done speaking and I sit down now the oh. the, the director of YWAM uh, was there and he came up to me and says uh, do you know why the church and the, everybody was applauding you and and yet the priests were fighting to try to remove you from speaking he says do you know why i said no he says they're trying to ordain homosexuals now in sweden and uh, the previous priest who this parsonage loved he came against it in a message like yours and they deflocked him they removed him they sent him away and now you come and share the same message. And he said, that's why everyone was catcalling and clapping their hands. And it, it wasn't a, a serious ceremony. They were acting like, you know, a high school gymnasium. Oh, well, yes. I mean, think about that, Sydney. You okay. just think how unusual it was. That one priest had to be led by the Holy Spirit to ask yes. me. He doesn't yes. know me. Do you have a word from God? That means he must yes. have been praying to hear from yes. God. I delivered the message of warning, and uh, at least the message was given. Now again, Sweden is an atheistic nation, is what you're telling me. Uh, The church is a relic, but the warnings have been given. Sydney? All I can say is amen. And when God calls the prophet to go... Well, you were kind of like Jonah, you know, kind of kind of like, well, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Okay, God got you in. You gave the message. And it kind of reminded me in the Bible when uh, the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus, you know, they were gnashing their teeth. They were ready to rip him apart. But, hey, when, when a person's empowered by the Holy Spirit, Jesus brought you there. So, um I pray that we in America and our listeners right now, that we have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Amen. I want us to be awake and be able to hear the testimony of Jesus Christ and the prophecies. Now, Jonathan, um, I do have hope. No, I have to say this. I do have hope for Sweden. And this is the reason is the, the remnant. In your prophecy, or you know, we would say Jesus' prophecy through you, you mentioned the word remnant. And I have seen the remnant, a small number, in Sweden. None of them were Swedish, by the way. One was American, one was a Chaldean, Syrian, one was um, 
Mexican and another one was South American. So there is a remnant there. So yesterday when we ended our program, I was filled with hope, okay? The hope for Sweden. Now, I have a horrible thing I have to admit, though. I've been reviewing your prophecy for Finland, and I don't think it bodes well for Finland. I really don't. Um, I know you wanted to discuss Finland. Now, Finland, of course, is right on the border of Sweden. So they share a border to the east, and then Finland is right on the border of Russia. Okay. So a one-time... Let me just... Oh. Um, uh, okay. Take a, give a little bit of a, a commercial here, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you're watching, listening, uh, the warning program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. My special guest is uh, Sydney Hemingmore. Uh, she's a been a successful entrepreneur in uh, Spokane, Washington, and. Uh, She's also very in tune to Bible prophecy as well as uh, uh, miracles have happened in her life to keep her alive. And so, uh, again, I've had her on the program over the years uh, speaking about uh, the miracles, how God healed her, as well as uh, we talked yesterday on Bible prophecy and America and uh, Sweden. So, again, uh, Sydney Hemingmore, if you haven't seen or heard any of the interviews, go to my website, worldministries.org. Org, worldministries.org that's worldministries.org and uh, you can click on television radio and and find uh, the different times I've interviewed Sydney so you're right we were talking about now today we wanted to get into the fall of Finland and the beast I mean that's what I wrote uh, years it. ago uh, around the it. end of 1999 2000 the fall of Finland and the beast and it's here now. It is here now, Jonathan. It's called NATO. Yes, yes. Now, let me just read a couple um, paragraphs. It says, mm -hmm. in Finland today, there is such a diversity of not only religions, but of churches and denominations with different doctrines and beliefs. Now, ladies and gentlemen, worldministries.org. Uh, what I'm reading from our pastoral articles, go to my website, worldministries.org, uh, click on reading and you'll see pastoral articles and you can find this article, The Fall of Finland and the Beast. So it says, with different doctrines and beliefs that the world today, uh, many times diversity is healthy, as in business, the competition brings down exorbitant prices. But in Christianity, the diversity in the interpretation of scripture, doctrine, beliefs, and uh, values is the result of sin. Finland today has lost its direction. Many times there appears to be no right and wrong as man is left to choose his own standards of morality based on philosophy, religion, secular humanism, etc. Instead of the teachings of Jesus Christ. In Fine. Finland, the government and the people are becoming a law unto themselves with a self-serving mind, which is a beast mentality. This yeah. now has become the norm in Finland. Antichrist stands for lawlessness and a lawless man. And we have witnessed lawlessness in most of the churches today throughout Finland. Most churches uh -huh. and Christians in Finland have stood by feebly and compromised. They have cowardly watched their nation becoming de-Christianized. Yes. Sydney? Okay, so... Yeah, so they have cowardly stood by and watched their nation de-Christianize. Become de-Christianized, so yes. I saw that with my own eyes. 
a few years back, I was um, went there uh, as a tourist. I got off the boat and I walked up a little hill in, uh, it was Helsinki, Finland. And there was a beautiful Orthodox church. Okay, so I think I paid money to get in. I'm not sure, but most of the churches that I did go in, you had to pay money. So in other words, they're pretending like we are a tourist event. In other words, we're not a worshiper of Jesus. We're a tourist experience. Okay, so I went in and I saw all the beautiful, like the icons and the ritual. And I want to get to that in one of your other prophecies for Finland, if we have time. Yes. Now, there were maybe about six people off to the side in a service. They were actually in a service and the Orthodox priest in his outfit was um, actually teaching. So there was the remnant. They were there. But your article just says, no, they have compromised. Well, guess what they compromised with? And I was grieved. I was hurt inside. But I still prayed to Jesus. I still asked Jesus for help, as he always gives me. Well, so I'm sitting there trying to talk to God, you know, viewing the beautiful small amount of people six people, well, in walk about 60 people as tourists. Wow. They compromised with the tourists. In other words, we're going to pretend like this is a tourist trap and they can see the relics and everything. That was that compromise that you're talking about. That was it. The spirit of unbelief compromising right in there with the people, the Christian people. So you're right. I saw that. Okay, so after I was done there, but I did sense a little bit of the presence of God. I was moved to pray and moved to have hope in my heart. So then I went to the Lutheran church. Oh, and that was a beautiful old building, you know, made in the style of hundreds of years ago. Then I walked down the hill and went to this big, impressive, it looked like a government building. Well, no, it was a Christian church. It was a Lutheran church. So I go in there and it's big and monumental. And there's like one or two people sitting there and I assume they're praying. I don't know what they're doing there. Well, I couldn't even pray in there. You know, I wanted to pray. I could not even wow, pray. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so all I did is get up and walked out. So that's my personal experience with religion and compromise. And it must have been the spirit of Antichrist in that Lutheran church. Otherwise, I would have been able to pray. But the Antichrist was so strong, I had to just get out. Wow, wow. Yes, God gave me a, a prophecy for Finland, uh, May 10, yeah. 2000. May 10, 2000. Now, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. once again, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Click on that. You can watch our radio and television programs Monday through Sunday. Also, you can read this article on Finland, the prophecy for Finland. We are in desperate times. And, you know, uh, Sydney, uh, the remnant, the remnant. God will always use a remnant. He'll use anybody he can. 
and he uh-huh. used Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He used Daniel. Yeah. He used Joseph. Uh-huh. God uses yeah. the remnant. And, and the remnant, uh-huh. if they're right with God, they they don't come under the, the curse of God of sin and death. They might yeah. come under slavery uh, as far as uh, yeah. a nation taking us over, but uh-huh. uh, we are still under the blood. And so there's mm-hmm. a remnant. Second Chronicles 7.14 always applies. If mm-hmm. my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear mm-hmm. from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. That always applies. And so, again, uh, Israel over the years went into slavery, even hundreds of years later. Uh, finally, yes. as they humbled themselves and cried out, God brought them back. And so that's what we're looking at, a remnant. Now, I'm I'm going to continue uh, with this. Uh, Are are you able to continue with me? Oh, yes, yes. And uh, I was reading your prophecy on May 10th, 2000, and I had a couple of pointers that uh, when you have time, I'd like to mention. Okay, we're going to continue with Sydney Hemingmore, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, uh, tune in again worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations, become an eagle today, or America's going down too. You say, what can I do? You can click on Eagle Saving Nations and help me get into the stadiums so Pentecost can come down and we can once again go forth with power and authority instead of fear and intimidation and try to save America from falling. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Now here is my friend, Scott Farah. And he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training. And if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us. Because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment, according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.